Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Well. What's up? We, we're we doing it again, folks. Can't stop us. I don't have any ideas for the start of this episode. Oh, me neither. Well, I can tell you what my cat did to me this morning. Sure, 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 sure. That's good. That's good. Cat content. Yeah, so we woke up in the morning and, um... She was, uh, she was in crime mode already. She was, um, it was crime time, which is what we call been her, plotting. Uh, her wild time. Yeah, all night probably. And so, you know, the feet under the covers are, um, what she's trying to get. But she was, like, so, yeah, that's the target, but she was so wild this morning that she was, like, grabbing anything that moved. Like, I moved my hand, and she grabbed it, and I got a scratch. Ow. Scratched oh. my little hand. Yeah, oh, it bled. Yeah. yeah, it's not as bad right now, obviously, but it so, did bleed. She was Thanks. going for your feet. How'd she get your hand? Oh, no, I was like, I, I was like going to pet her or something. You're like, excuse me, miss. Which you like put her your hand on her shoulder and she was like, um, no. She's like, I'm a criminal this morning. Huzzah. Crime. And she hit me. I like crime. She does. Like she gets in this mood, then watch out. You, she's so funny. She'll um she'll like run up and down her cat tree, just like climb up and down it like a maniac, and then she'll go under mm-hmm. the bed where there's like. I don't know why it's under the bed. There's nothing in it, but it's just like one of those little like felt boxes kind of thing, like a. Right. I used to keep my dog's toys in there, and yeah. um, she'll just go and sit in it, and then if you walk by. You'll see her little paw, like, dart out from, like, under the covers, <laughs> like, below the bed. Oh, it's, it's terrifying. It's a monster. Hobbit does that to me, too, just, like, when I'm walking and existing, though. She's like, he yeah. won't even be hiding. He'll just see my feet and be like, ha-ha, mother. And I'm like, <gasps> and I'm almost dying. Oh, yeah, no, Amira, Amira's got to be in a mood, and she likes to hide. She likes to, she likes to get someplace to, like, get in the, you know, she's a, we've had this conversation before. She's a killer. Yeah. You know, she's she's going for the kill. She's hiding in wait. So yeah, that's what I got. That was we that was Amira this morning. Um, I mean that the boys are still enjoying the um the bird feeder, though I won't be refilling <sighs> it. Um just temporarily because the DNR in Minnesota was like, Hey, bird flu. Can you guys not oh. refill your bird feeders this spring? for a yeah. hot second until the birds stop getting sick and um i found out about this after i just refilled it like really full so i was like uh-oh oh. don't look at my window dnr please i promise i care about the birds obviously they they entertain my boys so much um yeah i've been hearing about this bird flu you know um, i work at a deli and we do a lot of stuff with chickens yeah and... i imagine turkeys and turkeys, yeah, yeah. And we um, say, one of the I, like how we, we said use... that as if we didn't like have a bird flu uh, epidemic, like when in like two thousand and eight or whenever it like happened. Earlier. Oh no, yeah. I just like the way you said you were like, ah, oh, I've heard about this bird flu. Like the way no, you the said one that's going like, around now. We, like we are well aware of bird flu. We it. Well, yeah, 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 no, but the one, the active one. I've, I've heard of the active yeah, bird flu. the current one. I don't know if it has a number. It probably does. It probably is a certain strain. Yeah. But hopefully we won't hear about it because it won't become a problem for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, but, um, so we used to have these chickens because we did, like, rotisserie chickens, and we had our chickens raised with no antibiotics ever. Which is a good uh, idea. Antibiotic resistance is going to be a problem. But we haven't gotten right. those in a few months. <laughs> so probably all Yeah, gone. I imagine, like, them and the bird flu and the antibiotics is kind of like... Mm. Yeah. It's like, okay, we want the birds to be alive. So we don't yeah, but also... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. So I'm pretty sure that's why we I have not seen those birds in months. Oops. Um, have you read anything? No. Okay. I've been playing Animal Crossing. Tell That's me. Okay. Thank you. Um. Well, how's Animal Crossing going? Is it? Um, one? it's great. This is actually, uh, yeah. This I 
actually my roommate has a switch that she's like i haven't touched this in years and i was like um yeah so i'm on her island um and right now i'm kind of still in like the resource gathering phase where i'm just kind of like accumulate some wealth and build up my home but um stay tuned once i'm getting like some island customization i might just try to recreate the old territories forest just because <laughs> i bet it i bet people have why not probably no i would do it too it sounds so awesome i'll yeah we'll see we'll see if i if, we'll see if i can make that happen what, what have you read yeah so um well i got an order um from lucky uh pocket press um, they are a small oh. uh, independent book publisher that do a lot of graphic novels. Um, and I got two books from them. I'm just going to talk about one because uh, I'm going to save the other one for the next episode since I haven't read anything else. Um, but it is called uh, Dear Basil, uh, or Basil, uh, A Field Guide to the Spirits of Moss. Or Mosse. It's M-O-S-S-E. Um, it's by Steph Belante and Sarah Hagstrom. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, oh. I'm so glad I got a copy because the first one, the first time it came, when it first came out, I, it like sold out before I could get a copy. And I was like, <gasps> but this is the second edition. So I got the oh, next printing. Nice. And it's like gorgeously printed. And um, okay, our shower is running. I'm sorry if that's picking up at all. I'm right next to it. <laughs> um, but the first half is like a mini comic, or not a mini, but it's a comic about uh, just this person um, who lives next to this uh, forest that's full of spirits and the spirits that interact with their world. And the other half is literally a field guide to the different spirits. Oh, um, that's so believe, cute. I won't like spoil who, who, who Basil is, but they're writing to a person the whole time, like telling the story. Um, and it's yeah. Really a cute twist. Yeah. There's just like a bunch of little uh, spirits. It's, it's a very fun read. Um, it's it, it's pretty. It's shorter than I thought it would be. Uh, and it's it was like twenty five bucks. Um, but honestly, it's a smaller uh, press, and mm-hmm. it's yeah gorgeous. And like you can tell, it's like hand. Yeah, done. good quality. <laughs> so oh. it's yeah, it's worth it. Um, yeah, and I love it. So, well, that's it's wonderful. So good. If you have a chance to check out Lucky Pocket Press, I definitely recommend. I was uh, amazed how fast it shipped. I like ordered it yeah. like like on a Friday or Saturday, and it like arrived that Wednesday. I was like, "Whoa! All right, all right, we're Shall reading." We? Yeah, because I'm Ember Heart and I'm Tangle Tongue, and this is Warrior Cats. What is that? I don't hear it. Our, well, our shower head is broken, so it just kind of sings when we take a shower. I gu- well, I guess I maybe do hear it a little. Yeah. Is it picking up on so the, it... do you see the waves? No, but sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, like, those background noises do sneak in. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. I'll, everyone just enjoy the um, ambiance, I guess. <laughs> You're at a you're at a, a, a public pool and um we're talking in the bathroom stalls while people uh shower off before going in the pool or after they get out of the pool. That's a vibe. Don't people do that before going in like Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. it's a weird place to talk that's, about cats, that's the but vibe, you know what? Everyone. Maybe that's just the time that's just all the time we have. We've a busy schedule. Yeah. Uh last episode I will try. Here's the game. Here's the game. Every time, I think, I can't do, like, a count, like I'm doing with, um, Mr. Crowfeather? Squirrel Feather. Who? Crowfeather? I think it's Squirrel Feather, and I was like, who? Okay, Crowfeather. I can't can't do a count. Yeah, that's a... 
like it's enemies to just still enemies, <laughs> but they make out sometimes. Oh. But who is it with Crowfeather or with Feathertail? Oh, oh, God! I how how dare I even forget Feathertail? Yeah, Feathertail, Feathertail, and Squirrel Flight would be so cute. Um, be adorable. That would be. Oh my God. Oh my God! Yeah. Obnoxious girlfriend, Crow, uh, Crowfeather, and uh, Squirrel Flight would be like enemies to enemies like they just like hate each other but they make out sometimes like it would not like ever progress past disdain for each other i don't think um squirrel fight and uh feather tail would be obnoxious uh uh jock obnoxious girlfriend girlfriend, yeah always ready to fight and then the quieter girlfriend who uh is also ready to fight like you don't she's She's not the safer option. She's not going to hold no. Squirrel Flight back. She's going to cheer She's bigger. Her on. She's bigger yeah, and stronger, her. actually. <laughs> She's just... No, literally, they literally just... Squirrel Flight just is louder. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. That's the only difference. They're both kind of just jock girls. Um, one just maybe a dancer and the other one's um, a linebacker. She's yeah. like, you can't stop me from being in football, Dad. And and uh, Firestar's like, I wasn't, I wasn't. Oh my gosh! I, and Brambleclaw's absolutely... like, Brambleclaw's the lead quarterback, and so like that's some weird dynamics. Um, oh no, Brambleclaw! And... Brambleclaw is the lead of the band. <laughs> He's a band nerd. What are you talking about? That boy is no. Not... I don't think so. But you know what? I think he wants to. Oh, it's a High School Musical thing where he wants to play the flute, but oh. because of his father's legacy, he needs to play football. Oh, and the coach isn't Firestar. The coach is who was no. uh, Squirrel Flight's um, Dustpelt. Dustpelt's the, the the coach. Can you yeah. imagine? Okay. Um. But okay. as I was saying, for. Brambleclaw. For Brambleclaw. I'm gonna, I'm going to do a compliment sandwich. So every time I want to say something mean about him, uh, to make sure that people know I still care about him, I will say something nice, then say my mean thing, and then say something nice again. Okay, okay. So it's a little more of an insult sandwich, because you usually name the sandwich after what's inside. Oh. But I mean, no, I mean, well, I get we'll what you're... It's still... I think... Maybe you're gonna sandwich your insults. Maybe it'll be a compliment, like, uh, pate. Like, I'll say one nice thing and one mean thing. Like, it's like okay. the pate on the cracker. Yeah. I don't know. Toast. It's my, it's my, it's my compliment toast. A compliment avocado toast. I don't like avocado. I don't, okay. Yeah, and you don't Let's... always like bramble claw, so that works. <laughs> <laughs> the avocado's the insult. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, what, what, where are we? What's happening? So, we get to leave our boy. So. Okay, so we're gonna deal with the poisonings, probably. Yes. So we're with Leafpaw. Do do you remember where we left her on a cliffhanger? Oh right, she was caring for the sick elder in Wind Clan, and someone was like, "What are you doing here?" And I think I know who it is. Do you want to guess? Or do you... I'm I'm almost like ninety percent sure it's going to be Crowfeather because I only know one person in Wind Clan uh, besides like that one guy who was mad. Um, who would have the gumption and would also know who she is. Like, yeah. I think other Wing Clan members would kind of be like, who are you? What are you doing in here? Um, but I, I think Crowfeather's the only person who's like, what are you? Ugh. Like, he's the only person I know who's emo enough, so I think it's Crowfeather. Well, yep. I said, what are you doing here? And Leafpaw meets Crowfeather's furious glare. And she hisses that she's come to help. Morningflower and Darkfoot are ill. Well, Crowfeather is suspicious as to how she knows what's wrong with them. But Leafpaw is like, well, we we have the same issue. Remember we were living together, like, yesterday? So we like have the yesterday. same issue. <laughs> we all caught the same issue. You know, the reason I, I knew it was Crowfeather is because, like, um, it'd be weird if it was the other guy. Because the other guy, like, I don't think would care. 
the other angry yeah. guy in Wing Clan. And no one else in Wing Clan would be so hostile, like, on site. They'd be confused and curious as to why Thunder Clan Cat is there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think... There is some tension with other Wing Clan, like, care- folks uh, between them and Thunder Clan, because they're like, literally stop ruling over us. But... Curl Feather just fits. <laughs> Well, Leafpod doesn't mention Mothwing's involvement in it because she doesn't want to give um, Crowfeather even the smallest chance of accusing Mothwing of anything. So she doesn't I want mean, him to come to your conclusion. Well, I think we should mention it came from Tainted Water and that the water was, like, distributed by not only Mothwing, but by, like... Everyone drank it, so I and yeah. no one noticed it stunk. That happened, so I don't think. Well, Mothwing also stank. Not... That's true. Remember, Mothwing like stank. Walked, like you drank, I suppose it's like in a leaf. It's not like how did yeah, you it's bring in some the water moss. back and forth? Moss. They use moss, so they soak the moss and then bring water. I, hey guys, <laughs> no, never mind, never mind. You want cat cups? I was going to say, don't, okay, don't do this. Don't do this. But I was going to joke and say, fun at home experiment. Put a dead animal in some water. Drink the water and tell me if it tastes okay. Because I think, like, I feel like the just smelling bad wouldn't be the only thing to, like, oh, something's wrong with this water. Are they just, like, assuming, oh, all water in this area must smell like death. Thanks, uh, Star Clan, for showing us the way to our new home. Yeah. So Whitetail tells Crowfeather to back off. She asks Leafpaw to come. And Crowfeather yeah, there, snorts. There, who's the medicine cat here? Oh, Barkface is off um, collecting something. He's off trying to look for juniper berries. Oh, okay. Wait. So that's Whitetail, why Leafpaw. Then? Whitetail was one of the cats that brought Leafpaw. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember she met them at the border and they had that awkward like, ooh, should we fight? Kind of. Yeah, happened, they were like, like a couple oh. times though. Yeah. So, eh. well, Crowfeather snorts in disgust and watches Leafpaw closely as she examines Morningflower, and Leafpaw finds this very, very off-putting, but also I mean... can't tell him to go away in his own camp. I-, I would be uncomfortable too, like having Crowfeather of all people. He probably like has like that Edward Cullen stare of just like yeah like he's constipated and like yeah. they throw up like that's but I understand why also he's watching her because um one for some reason warriors just don't understand the general medicine cat like thing which I think yeah. we should I don't think it'd be that hard to teach everyone the medicine cat stuff um <laughs> So, I mean, I understand why he's watching her so carefully, because he wants to make sure she doesn't, I don't know, pull out a, a, a bar a sticky... Oh, I was going to say, like, a <laughs> stick. Because they don't But you meant knives. a knife. But you meant yeah, a knife. Yeah, I meant a, I meant a knife. I, she, he wants to make sure she doesn't, like, poisoning him. Or her. The, the her. person. Alright, so Morningflower was definitely suffering from the same illness as Mousefur and the others. So Leafpaw chewed up the mint leaves and pushed the pulp down Morningflower's mouth and silently yeah. praised to Clan for her to get well. She's basically like, here's some Tums. <laughs> <laughs> or rather, no, actually it would be Tums because Tums aren't really going to help besides the sour stomach. So, like, well, yeah, I don't really know what Tums don't help exactly. with diarrhea. They just, they help with heartburn and like, they neutralize Settle your tummy. Actually, don't quote me. I just know they don't help with diarrhea. Thank you. <laughs> um, Darkfoot stirs and asks for Barkface, and Whitetail explains that he is not back, but Leafpaw is here with Watermint. Leafpaw, Darkfoot asks. She's a ThunderClan cat. But then he says we, that it did, doesn't matter. Did, did something happen while I was sleeping? Are we suddenly, are we, are we all together again? It's fine. I just want to know what happens. There's so many things happen when I sleep at this point. 
Yeah, but he's like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. As long as she knows what she's doing. <laughs> so he chews exactly. the leaves and lays back down. Yeah, he's just like, whatever. That's, Doctor's a doctor. If I was an elder who, one, survived in Wind Clan for this long, and two, um, honestly, it's amazing that Tallstar lasted so long. D- literally everything wants them dead. Um, yeah. Including the authors, I think, sometimes. They're kind of like, we need a punching bag. Oh, there's Wind Clan. Oh, good thing we didn't kill them all off yet. Okay, whoa. Um, Morning. But if if I was an elder in, in their clan, I'd be like, alright, whatever. I'd be over it at this point. Yeah. Morning Flower starts to choke. Crowfeather asks what she's done. It's getting worse. And he tries to nudge Leafpaw out of the way, and he bares his teeth at her. What are you gonna do? No, 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 no. Crowpaw, Crowpaw, Crowpaw. Tell me. Sorry. Crowfeather. Tell me. Directly. Step by step. What's your plan? Exactly. Shut up. Stop. It's one whisker. And he asks Crowfeather what he's doing. Leafpaw's here to help. Uh He's like, I don't know. Obviously. Crowfeather growls that she shouldn't be there. And eventually this leads to one whisker being like, no, she's good. She's helping. But hey, Crowfeather, stay and keep an eye on her. And if she needs anything, you're going to do it. And he tells Leafpaw to not be afraid to ask. So... (laughs) So Leafpaw is left with Crowfeather. And Ugh. she actually thinks One Whisker was a little too hard on him. Which, no, nah, uh, I don't think so, girl. I think, honestly, no, Leafpaw, you don't know him that well. He, he knows no. him a little bit better, I think, than you do. And honestly, if he was any less harsh, Crowfeather would have not listened. Like, Crowfeather needs yeah. a firm hand when it comes Leafpaw's to... just like... Oh, he's got a broken heart. Will it ever heal? That's what Leafpaw knows about Crowfeather. Leafpaw, don't be weird. This guy was just a jerk to you. He doesn't even know you. I mean, I didn't expect it. I literally didn't expect him to be nice, because, like, I know him. No, we never do. Uh, And honestly, Leafpaw, you shouldn't expect him to be nice either, because... Because you you, you kind of know him too. Plans, yeah, like you know your yeah. sister's vibe. Well, Leafpaw tells him that they need to get some more water mint in Morning Flower. Because I don't know what those are. You're just saying words at me. The Crowfeather is holding her jaws open while Leafpaw pushed the pulp down, and Crowfeather's flank brushes hers. Leafpaw's fur tingles like the air before the storm, and Crowfeather leaps back. Is he embarrassed? What was that? What was that? Was that static electricity? Because it better not be anything else. Static electricity, yeah. Uh, uh-oh. They were shuffling no. around on some rugs. No, hold on a minute. She might be a medicine cat apprentice. She better not try to heal his broken heart. Oh, I'm gonna she better not. it. What is happening here? What is going on, Maureen? They're helping Morning Flower. I... Crowfeather? You are... I I have not added or deducted any points for this scene because I know you as a person. Because I was just like, well, he's just acting... (laughs) This is just expected. Like, literally, anyone, anyone could have been in there. And if they weren't a Wincline cat... Honestly, maybe even a Wincline cat would have gotten the same treatment, um, which is why One Whisker <laughs> reacted the way he did. Um, also, I like to think that One Whisker gets his name from, like, one of those whiskers that sometimes grows out of cats, like, the very top of their head, like, as a little antenna. Just one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you are on thin ice, sir, and Leafa don't don't even think you're getting what are you doing you're gay ah is she gonna be is she gonna be a bi queen like her dad and sister and probably a mom 
It's a bi family. Crap. All right. So Morning Flower is limp and exhausted. Yeah, he let's aware of Crowfeather watching her. Well, she wishes he'd go away. And Morning Flower's breaths, breathing seems to be growing stronger. So, did she just like kind of cough on the mint, like, and he freaked out? Probably. I okay, because I thought she was legitimately choking, but I was like, man, she mushed it up. How is she? And I was like, well, you can choke on water. So yeah, sometimes yeah, you just kind of get some down the wrong pipe. Yeah. Okay. Crowfeather asks Sorry, if they're I was, getting better. I was concerned about that, but then more cons- like more concerning things happened that I did not. Yeah. Well, Leafpaw thinks they're getting better. Darkfoot will be fine, but she's still worried about Morningflower. Barkface enters and greets Leafpaw, and Crowfeather asks if he can go. So Barkface sends him away. And no Leafpaw one was keeping feels... you. I mean, your leader was. Never yeah. mind. Leafpaw feels strangely disappointed. She didn't like to fight with any cat. And especially since Crowfeather was a friend of Squirrel Flight's. You know? No. She no, couldn't begin. He's not. Like, she he's could a, not no, begin re- to guess. What? She, that's not Squirrel Flight's friend. Well, Where did she, she uh, get Leafpaw, that interpretation? Leafpaw couldn't begin to guess uh, what her sister saw in him. But to each their own, I guess. Leaf was like, I don't know why you're friends. She's not. Guys. Yeah, she they're is. getting in the way of my headcanon that they gossed for the whole night after she got back. Well, Barkface tells Listen, her that you can she go should probably leave, on a leave life-changing too. adventure with someone and still kind of dislike them at the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd still say they're friends. She's like, he's a prickly furball who's kind of dumb, but, you know, she'll still support him. Yeah, but that's not like a... I wouldn't say that's a positive review. (laughs) No, no. Anyway, I guess, you know what, whatever. Alright, so Leafpaw's gonna leave. Um, Barkface promises to let her know how Morningflower does somehow. He'll get the message to her. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it should just become one mega clan and get it over <laughs> with. In camp, one whisker is talking to a group of warriors. Mudclaw is one of them. Yep, he's still there. One whisker thanks Leafpaw, and he heard about the boundary dispute, and he's decided that ThunderClan can have that area now. Leafpaw says that's... A, I just made a look. I couldn't... I can't, like, express... I just did basically, you know, the eyes emoji? That's yeah. what, <laughs> what I just did. Leafpaw says that's very generous of him. Yeah. Mudclaw interrupts with a growl. He asks <sighs> One Whisker if he's mouse-brained. Giving away WindClan territory for a paw full of herbs? One Whisker calls him a fool. Think of everything ThunderClan has done for them. Without their friendship, every cat in WindClan would be crow food by now. Ah, I mean... Mudclaw's... Well, yeah. That is not wrong, but... But... You know that firm hand you just used on Crowpaw? It might be good to use that on yourself. Yeah. Or just Take like, that hand know... and put it on your own shoulder. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, hey, son, and by that I mean myself. Um, we gotta, gotta toughen up a bit. So that everyone doesn't think I'm a firestar loving gray paw. Gray Soft gray boy. Mudclaw snarls, but One Whisker says he doesn't want to hear of any fighting over the border with ThunderClan. And no one looks very happy about this. Mudclaw turns away, and he mutters loud enough for the other cats to hear. Traitor. So that's what Mudclaw thinks. One whisker tells Leafpaw that she should probably be getting back. 
Uh, he like, sends yeah, Crowfeather. Okay, this is super awkward. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> this is really awkward. Don't he send Crowfeather crow to walk her. She's yep, he's adult. sending Crowfeather to walk her. Come but, on, what but, is going on? But she's he a also has. Cat. Can we have one medicine cat without a possible illicit affair? And why Crowfeather? <laughs> what is going on? This, I did not expect this. I should have seen it coming. I should have. I feel dumb that I didn't see this coming. <laughs> like, I know I joked about it, like, like 15 minutes ago, but I was just joking. I don't like, I hate it when I do that. I hate when I joke and I actually predict something. Yeah. No, wait, we were talking about Squirrel Flight and him. Yeah. Which, which would make more sense. Because they did go on a life-changing journey together. Yeah, but I guess it's a little awkward when you also, like, knew his girlfriend. Also, it hasn't been that long, so I really hope this hasn't? isn't going to develop, like, at a, a a blue star and, um, what was that boy's name? Okart? Yeah, at an Okart and blue star level. That, like, happened so fast. Um, I really hope that this is just, like, a a weird thing that just never, nothing happens. It's just a weird nothing thing. Happens. Because he's, like, very broken-hearted, and she's just, I don't know, too much of an empath. Yeah. You know, she wants to heal everyone. She has, like, three girlfriends. She doesn't need a boyfriend. I mean, she can have a boyfriend, but, like, not Crowfeather. Not this one. <laughs> you can have like, a boyfriend, like, just not this boyfriend. I don't, yeah, I, like, really don't have a problem with her having a romance. And I know I wasn't going to get, like, a gay one, because... This is written in 2005, yeah. but... <sighs> yeah. Okay, let's walk home. I broke my fidget. <sighs> I'm so sorry. It's, it's a acupuncture ring that I break all the time. Uh, it's a... Uh, but, like, so it's not just to, like, walk her back, but it's also to tell Firestar about the territory thing. Yeah, sure. So. She can talk on her own. Leafpaw thinks, oh no. And out loud, she's like, I'm, I'm fine looking after myself. She's like, it's good. She is. But One Whisker tells Crowfeather that that's in order. <clears throat> so Leafpaw follows Crowfeather. And he's so rude, she doesn't bother with conversation. The air crackles between them. And she thinks that he must hate the idea that a ThunderClan cat had done his clan a favor. And Leafpaw is relieved to be back in the ThunderClan territory. Let's keep this at, at, like, I don't, you know, I was talking about enemies to lovers. Let's just keep this purely indifferent enemies. associates. Yeah, yep. enemies is okay. even better. Indifferent associates. Enemies is almost like there's a little associates. bit of, like, tension in enemies. Um, I think just indifferent associates is where I want to keep. Yeah. A random person you pass by in the hallway. Yeah, this was the nurse that came and took your blood pressure. Yeah. Not even your blood, your, your sick uh, neighbor's, elderly neighbor's yeah. blood pressure. And you were like, I know how to do it. And they're like, you do? And you're like, never mind, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a mercenary. I don't know what I thought I was going to do. Firestar is by where Fern, Cloud, and Squirrel Flight were working. They're clearing the way for a nursery. Brambleclaw oh, comes with moss. Though. Remember how upset Brambleclaw was last episode about having to gather moss? And and now the leader's literally doing it? Yeah. No, no, Brambleclaw's doing it. Uh, and, uh, is this... Leafpaw! Is, leaf is this happening? Is this the scene? Or is he just doing it voluntarily now? No, this is right after Firestar told him, I think. Oh, okay. This is the same day. Um, but Leafpaw thinks, wow... She's so impressed that he's prepared to help with apprentice tasks. He's obviously determined to settle his clan into the new home he had found them. Like, oh, Leaf wouldn't Paul, that be great here. if that was... Leafpaw. Leafpaw, come here. Honey, come here. Hey, 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 honey, honey, come here. Stop thinking good things about men. Stop <laughs> assuming the best of them. Stop assuming the best in men. 
just like stop assuming that you understand the enigma of their mind because i don't think you're reading uh i do think he's a jerk but i think the tension is him just being a little weirdo crow feather and yeah, yeah he does like dislike you probably um and the weird static electricity thing um but don't <laughs> don't stop that energy keep that energy going with Brambleclaw. <laughs> remember you got that weird vibe from your sister about him so yeah let's just be let's be judgmental towards well, every would you like to okay? give us a cat fact of course i would yeah. um to, 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 yeah. to break away from whatever was just happening there a, a lot of leaf pop i was not expecting leaf pop to become a character i was going to be frustrated with but my god <laughs> okay but here she I is get no re- I, I i get no relief in this book no character nope. will bring me peace. Um, <laughs> but you let Crowpaw keep all his points? He didn't, just wait like the I end said, of the he really didn't do anything egregious. Like, everything he did... He tried did... to stop a doctor. I, like... He tried to stop He's taken the Hippocratic he... Oath. He thought that he the lady was cho- being choked, like, by something she was doing. No, I think he he's just stupid. did it. I think. Hey, I am the person who makes. I am the person who adds and decreases the points. You have the power. Sorry, you have the power. I just, I just (laughs) think honestly, everything that he did right there, yeah, it was all pretty stupid. But on brand, stupid, like base level. Pretty on brand. It was like a little much. I okay. All right. Well, we can revisit it at the end of his scene. Huh. How about we yeah. revisit it at the end of his scene when he leaves? Okay. Yeah. Good evening, folks, and welcome again to the second premiere of the second revival renewal redo of Catfax Cats Who Act. Part Woo! two. Because, or is this part three? I'm losing track. Anyway. <laughs> two. Still, we're not in any short of a title, but that is okay. How are you feeling tonight, Maureen? I'm feeling great. I'm ready to, uh, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember those days. Well, (laughs) let's all bring our paws together, because the special stars just arrived. It's Milo and Otis. Meow. So, yeah, it's a dog. (laughs) I know. Um, I've watched this. Oh, cool, because I haven't. I was actually going to ask if you had seen it. Um, So this is actually, uh, before we get into it, it was actually suggested by Tylaff. Oh. Um, all the way back when I uh, previously covered Acting Animals, I, I wrote down that name in my notes when they suggested it, and I have no idea if that is their username or their email, and I don't know their pronouns, but thank you, Tylaff. Um, thank you so much. I hope I'm pronouncing that okay. And... Thank you for the suggestion that you made a long time ago. I'm thank you, listener from the past. Um, I tried to find them on Twitter, but anyway. Uh, Twitter, and what are you gonna do? Before we get into this topic, I am gonna give a content warning. Oh, um, I know. I-, I know we go over fictional animal violence and sometimes human animal violence in this series, but that is very different from real life uh, animal abuse, which is sadly. <sighs> Something that is part of today's subject. I will state that everything I found is alleged. More on that later, but either way, I'll be putting in timestamps in the description. I won't be getting graphic, but if it's something you want to skip, even the discussion of it, the mention of it, I respect that. We'll see you after the cat fact. Um, Those timestamps will be in the description if you want to get on out of here, because we want everyone to be aware and safe. So... Milo Notice. So, Maureen, you've seen it? Yes, I have. It's, I mean, it's been a long time, but yes, I've seen Milo Notice. Yeah, I, I was, like, trying to remember. I maybe saw it, like, when I was little, but I couldn't recall much about it. Um, and so I kind of went into this unaware. Yeah, quick. It was kind of weird. Oh. It is weird, and there's a reason why it's weird. I'll let you know. Um, oh, okay. So, quick summary... Uh, it's a 1986 movie that was actually first made and released in Japan. So the reason oh. it's so weird is the whole thing was recut and dubbed when it came to the U.S. 
Oh, um, okay, that, okay, yeah, but so you- So if, if you feel like it flows kind of weirdly, it's because some scenes were cut out for the US release, which we'll get more into, and it was, like, dubbed over by, uh, like, the whole thing's kind of like a documentary where he's just, like, describing what's happening, like, there's a narrator, yeah. the, I don't think the characters actually talk. Um, no, they don't. I didn't really, or like, he'd said, like, oh, Milo said, or I think, I don't know. I remember yeah, being a little it, put like off by like that a as a child. Book. Yeah. Um, the full title is The Adventures of Milo and Otis, um, and the basic plot is, um, Milo is our main cat. He is an orange tabby, um, who was named Ch- Chatron in the Japanese version, which means brown tiger, and Otis, oh. his pug puppy friend, who was named Pooh. Pookski. Pookski in the oh. Japanese version, which doesn't Pookski. just means Pookski. Just means Pookski. Um, and they're that. two best friends. They um, were born and raised on the same farm, which is called Nippon, which is Japan in Japanese. Um, Nippon Farm. And Milo is super curious. And he uh, basically one day gets swept down a river. I'm getting flashbacks. Home, we're bound. And basically gets into a bunch of hijinks and shenanigans, getting lost in the woods, and meeting a lot of different animals, uh, both enemies and friends. And Otis, his faithful pug friend, is chasing after him, like, the whole time, but is, like, an hour or, like, a mile behind the whole time. Uh, Eventually, uh, Milo, uh, the cat, falls into a pit, and Otis rescues him, and they both end up with girlfriends, and they have a family, and then they both... Then they go back with their family to the farm at the end. So, oh, oh nice. It, the, the, it's a very, like, kind of, um, it's literally just life of a dog and a cat who live on a farm, but not really. Um, the movie itself was filmed over four years, and it was a total of 74 hours of film altogether um, that wow. was cut down. It was, like, I think 190 minutes in Japan, and it was cut down to, like, 160 for the U.S. release. Um, mm-hmm. So a bit was cut out um, for the U.S. Um, now let's go. Uh, a sweet movie about two friends and animals living a life that ended, and and it ended up being super successful in both Japan and in the U.S. Um, why is it that it's considered a controversial movie at this point? Um, and this is when we're going to get into the accusations. Uh. I'm going to preface this: everything is alleged. And I actually have a couple of, um, I'll get into it. I have some, maybe some issues with the allegations. Um, I just, I have a perspective I want to introduce and maybe that will change how you view this. Maybe it won't, but in the end I'll, I'll get to my summary. So, um, there were allegations made by groups, humane animal groups in Australia and the U.S. of possible animal abuse on set. I'm not going to go into specifics of what was claimed to have happened, but there were some concerning scenes like a kitten falling off a cliff and a pug fighting a bear. Um, The bear scene was actually cut from the U.S. version, so probably haven't seen it unless you've looked up on YouTube. And in the movie, so those scenes happened, and some of which, uh, you know, was cut for the U.S. release, and accusations of animal injury and maybe... Up to 20 cats were killed during the creation. Excuse me. Listen. Those are some hefty accusations. Where did they come from? You would think they would come from Japan, right? Like a Japan Humane Society. Yeah. They came from Europe. Um, And it was spread through there to Australian and US and UK animal rights groups. You know, they were calling to... um, boycott it um and i'm not saying these reports were not made in good faith but what i found interesting was after these concerns were raised the american humane society tried to start an investigation by reaching out to european contacts for verification and being like hey where did you hear this and they were like i heard it from a guy who heard it from another person who heard it from another person and they're like okay they reached out to japan their Japanese humane group contacts and just kept hitting dead ends. Um, and a, a Japanese humane groups gave their approval of the movie, um, but they didn't have agents on set. And so did the U.S. Humane Society. 
they gave their approval of the movie but didn't have anyone on set. And and I've covered before mm, in this okay. that the whole yeah. no animals are hard during the filming of this is not is not a surefire statement. Animal abuse that is not a guarantee that no animal abuse happened. Um, if there was mm-hmm. not someone on set, even they can say that still. They can say that still. Um, and another thing was at the end of the movie, rather than that usual guarantee of like no animals were harmed, it said the animals used were filmed under strict supervision with the utmost care for their safety and well-being, which is not the usual statement. And I'm kind yeah. of wondering, was that a mistranslation? Or possibly, or was it, it was it stated that way because like there were no known agents literally there, um, and and when I researched it, all I could find was like childhood ruined of people like copying pasting the accusations but never being able to back them up, like um, mm-hmm. the main director and creators of the film, I didn't look too much into them but like didn't have any obvious like other things happen in the other movies it's possible and also it's also possible if there was accusations made in japan by japan humane societies um this was in the 80s and 90s we didn't really have the internet it's possible that those accusations didn't get translated and didn't get shared with western media so oh yeah i'm i'm not saying i'm just think it's interesting after all this time from what I've seen, it's usually, like, the country that the movie was filmed in tends to have the most pushback. Like, I am surprised I didn't find anything from Japanese humane societies that made statements about it. Or were like, mm-hmm. we're gonna look into this. And I'm not saying it's xenophobia, but it kind of smacks of xenophobia. <laughs> um, and it, it, this is the third most successful movie that was filmed in Japan. Like, um... Oh. Like, versus, like, Godzilla and some other movies. Um, and it did really well. And I don't know, they, I wasn't able to find a specific time of when these accusations happened. If they happened after it was released in the U.S. or during the filming. And, but everywhere I looked, all they said was that the accusations came from Europe. Which I was confused about because, like, why wouldn't yeah. they come from Japan or the U.S.? Like, the two places that were involved with the movie um so weird i'm just gonna end it by saying um i think no one wants to see animals get hurt i'm glad that attempts were made to look into this when concerns were raised because there are some scary scenes in this and it was in the 80s who knows what kind of safety precautions were taken if there wasn't anyone on set what are we to say happened um yeah and i but i would also say um, I would think everyone should carefully consider why all of the more serious accusations seem based on rumors that cannot be verified by Western people based on a Japanese film. It's... Yeah. I, the jury is out. I personally, I'm not a huge fan of this movie. So um, when I looked on like some parental review sites, like some parents were like, oh my gosh, like I am shocked by like some of like, the, the scenes in this. Yes, I don't remember. I just being, I just remember being kind of put off by the narration because I was a child who really liked talking animals, and I wanted those animals to talk. Yeah, and I remember Homeward Bound was scary to me. Who was to say if I watched this, if when I was a kid, it probably would have been scary to me now. Um, I watched Watership Down on repeat at age four. So you're you're a special someone, Maureen. Um, I was made for warrior cats. So, Milo and Otis, it's a sweet movie. Um, what happened on set, honestly, we, we can't prove. There were accusations and allegations, but it the investigations didn't go far. And I think because a lot of it was happening after the movie was already out. Um, so, if something did happen, why would they come forward? And But also also why would they not come forward if they could prove it again so uh i'm not trying to ruin anyone's favorite movie um but i also am saying we should look critically into media and accusations raised by people from different countries anyway thank you
Yeah, that was, I was, thanks Ty Laugh again for that, um, suggestion. It was much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I was like, ah, cute movie. (laughs) Never mind. All I can find is articles about this. Yeah, it it makes me really want to watch Napoleon. Babe, can we watch Napoleon? Why Napoleon? Yeah. It was one of, like, my favorite movies as a child. Napoleon Dynamite? And it... Oh, no, no. Napoleon, it's about... It's an Australian movie about a little golden retriever who uh, goes into a basket with balloons and floats away into the Australian outback. I don't think I've ever seen that. a bunch of wild friends. I need to watch it again now. Gosh, I hope nothing bad happened to that puppy. Um, <laughs> if it was me, I mean... I don't know. I, I want to rewatch it now. This, this is my only desire. Yeah. Also, uh, to finish this chapter, we're going to finish this chapter yeah. if it's the last if thing If you I watched ever do. Milo and Otis recently as, like, a cognizant adult or, like, a teen, let us know. Was it off-putting? Were any of the scenes concerning? Because yeah. I... Yeah, I do not remember. I haven't seen it, and I haven't watched it enough recently to really judge. Yeah. Alright, you ready? I guess. Where are we? Who are we with? Uh, Leafpaw tells Firestar that Crowfeather's here. Okay. So, yeah. Crowfeather tells Firestar One Whisker's decision, and Firestar seems surprised and tells Crowfeather to thank One Whisker for him. And Leafpaw thanks him for bringing her back. Firestar's, like, kind of sad. He's like, oh, I thought we were gonna get another Sunstone situation where, huh, we kind of fight, and then you fight, and then, oh. Yeah. Um, and Leafpaw thinks that just because Crowfeather was a pain didn't mean that she also had to be rude. Crowfeather gives her a long look. Hostility and something else gleamed in his eyes. Stop! Stop! Put that something else back where you found it. I don't like how this is written. I don't like the implications. Maybe I'm just messing with you. You better be. Crowfeather looks like he might say something. Then he turns and heads out of camp. Hey! Squirrelflight calls after him. <laughs> Ignore his old friends, why doesn't he? <laughs> of course he's and going Crowfeather to. Crowfeather doesn't you know look back. Would. What a jerk move. They went on a life-changing journey together. Yeah, Why do you have to ignore like, them? The last conversation don't they had was literally, well, we have to go to our- Don't talk to me. Yeah, don't talk to me ever. I miss my girlfriend. <laughs> I miss my dead girlfriend. Which is why I'm like- I don't care about any if you're of you. Not, if you're not messing with me, which I'm a little suspicious you're not, because you have rarely lied to me about the BS that happens in this show, um, book- series um but like <laughs> also like crowfeather is also just kind of a weird guy so maybe i'm reading it the he wrong is way kind of a weird dude. he's just kind of a weirdo like yeah he just ignored some of his best friends in the world because he's like duty honor yeah so if he's gonna have an illicit affair i'd be very confused because like that constipated boy he already kind of was like gonna have one so. yeah but like that was an exception it was the only time he could why would he do it now when the when he when they're trying to establish these yeah. boundaries again i feel like yeah. he'd be even harder on well, himself that's the end of to, oh don't do that again that's the end of crow feather in this episode yeah i don't think i'm gonna give him um, any points or lose any points um i wasn't impressed okay, with his okay. a- attacking a doctor but also um that's just kind of who he is. You're being more generous to him than I would be. Okay, fine. Let's take off half a point for... No, you don't have... No, no, no. Well, then stop. It's my scale. This is your scale. I'm just saying that I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) At this point in his life, I do not like him. Oh, God. I think... Eventually, he grows into a mature old man. Can we have a... Hi, hi, Aaron's. Can we have a male character that I like again? Who's an active part of the plot? 
they're like, here's one whisker. I'm like, not one whisker. Like, he's not a main guy. He's just there sometimes. Hey. Hey, I think next series, maybe you'll get one. Better. Let's get through this battle. Well, Firestar remarks that One Whisker's being generous, and Brambleclaw asks if he's putting WindClan's interests first. That was a good chunk of hunting territory he just gave away. And Brambleclaw sounds curious, not hostile. Yeah, but Squirrelflight rounds on him. To be hostile. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm just as insulted. Crap, crap, I mean, at least he, oh. uh, oh, crap, 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 crap. Um... He made a good point there. There you go. Oh, but no. Squirrel Flight rounds on him. She tells him at least one whisker is loyal to his old friends. Something he seems to have forgotten about. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Girl! The, the timing of this is so weird. The timing of their conversations is so weird. Like, she's been like... Tr- well, remember, this is right after she was like, hey, Brambleclaw, and he just ignored her and no, walked I away. No, I know. I know. But, like... But, yeah. Firestar's just there, like... Whoop. That's not, like, the way that we read. Like, we we read that he ignored her, and then, like, a good five minutes passed where they said nothing, and then she just rounds on him. Girl, he's not even worth the energy. Ignore him. Make him grovel. Well, anger flares in Brambleclaw's eyes. Oh, my God. But instead of speaking, he stalked off. Good. Firestar shakes his head with worry. He follows Brambleclaw a few uh, paces, but then turns and heads towards the fresh kill pile. Leafpaw asks Squirrelflight what that was all about. Girl, why has everything gone wrong between her and Brambleclaw? Nothing. Squirrelflight shrugs and said he's just been in a foul mood since they got here. But then she gives up the acting like she didn't care. And she stares into Leafpaw's eyes with hurt and bewilderment. Oh, baby. I don't think he likes me anymore, oh. she says. Oh my god, we have to kill him. I don't like him for making my girl feel Yeah, I, this that's way. why he has to die. You remember that, like, Leaf movie think John of... Tucker must die, Brambleclaw must die? I don't even remember what happens that movie. I just... Well, Leafpaw... <laughs> I don't even... I don't, I don't think seen I've seen it. it, to be honest. I think I just remember the commercials. Well, Leafpaw can't think of anything she could say to comfort her. This was a part of life she would never know. She should feel I relieved so. that she would never have to feel this pain. Stop. But she... But she sees the hunger in Squirrelflight's gaze as it follows Brambleclaw out of camp. They cared so deeply for each other. And a small, empty space appears inside Leafpaw when she realizes that no cat would ever feel that way about her. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're not missing anything. Oh, God. Don't... Don't Dustpaw hook almost up trips with Crowfeather to fill an emptiness inside... That's the worst reason and the worst choice. Dustpelt almost trips over Birchkit as he was clearing out the nursery. <laughs> and Ferncloud tells him not to scold their son. She thinks it's great that he feels happy enough to play. And Dustpelt purrs in agreement. <laughs> his eyes shine as he and his mate watch their kit play. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I needed that, like, palate cleanser. Leafpaw watches, and the hollow place inside oh, of her grew bigger. Crap. She would never feel for another cat what Squirrelflight felt for Brambleclaw. She would never enjoy the closeness of a mate and kits. Leafpaw had never before doubted her decision to give her life to the medicine cat's solitary path. But suddenly, she wonders if she's missing something. Yeah, to be fair, it is, like, a kind of a hard thing to be informed about at the age that they become apprentices. Yeah. Hey, you're 12 years old. You want to be a nun for the rest of your life? I mean, that's kind of age. I mean, nuns, like, you're, like, 18, 16, 17. No, yeah, exactly. 
They're younger. Leafpaw was much younger yeah. when she decided this. Oh, jeez. Can you imagine? What if you stuck to the career yeah. you wanted when you were 12? I don't remember. I think I wanted to act. Um, I'd be a vet. I'd be an actress. I'd be a vet. Um, well, I always put vet down on paper, but I always kind of dreamed of singing. Oh. Um, but I'd probably be making more money if I was a vet right now. <laughs> Maybe I should have gotten a biology degree. Eh. We'll leave that to the biologists. Eh. Vet school. My aunt went to vet school. Yeah, and she's not a vet, so... No, no, but she got, you know, like, her PhD. Um, but so, we, we all whatever. need a tangled web. We, we can't get distracted now. We do! We do. No, no, I'm, I, no regret. Uh, well, sorry, I'm gonna Did we finish? Uh, no, let's just say no regrets. Yeah, did we finish that chapter? Yeah, we're done. We're done. We did! Oh, we finished the chapter. Right. I'm so proud of us. We finished one whole chapter. We did it. One whole chapter. Guys, if you want to cheer us on for doing something we should probably be doing every episode, um, follow us. Maybe a little more of. On Twitter. Or Instagram at WCWITCast. Or if you want to contact us directly, you can email us at WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to help with the podcast, um, share it with a friend and say, hey, in this episode, Brenna gets kind of disgusted um, by the, the implications. The implications, guys. It's the implications. Brennan was already mad about a couple things. Watch her get mad about another one. I, it's apparently I know no peace. Nope. No, you don't. No, you won't. Because I'm Everhart. And I'm Taylor And this has been Warrior Cats. Thank you.